Oh my word, have you heard what those evil Republicans are doing? Oh, those wicked Republicans in their unendless pursuit of dirty air and filthy water. They'll never be satisfied until they're ruling over a dystopia filled with a death and dying diseased population. This is of course why they also want to completely eliminate Social Security and Medicare. So while your children are choking on polluted water, your parents and your grandparents, well no one will ever help them, especially not you. They'll just be starving, they'll be homeless, they'll be dying with no access to medicine. Oh, those vile Republicans. Why would anybody want to vote for them? Welcome everyone, this is Ride All Week. I'm your host, my name is Dave, and if you would like to check in with us on all of the usual social media places, then you can do that with the username at Ride All Week. If you would like to send us an email, you can do that. The address is writeallweek at gmail.com. If you're listening on the audio podcasts and you can give us a positive review, I would appreciate that very much. Uh, no negative reviews. If you don't like us, just ignore us. Oh, and on YouTube, uh, please remember to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so that you can know when we're posting new content. I promise not to blow up your devices. And then all of you on all the platforms, wherever you're checking this out, please do everyone a favor and share the content. It's good for those who would like to hear it. It's good for those who wouldn't like to hear it. Maybe it'll open up their minds. And it's also good to connect us like-minded folks. And when you do that, you get to take some credit for it. So do it for yourself, if nothing else. Now, we're gonna hit today's topic kind of quick, and I'm gonna open up also uh, with a little bit of a housekeeping notice here, because I do have a storm that's going on outside. I hope it's not gonna make a lot of noise. And I'm especially hoping that it's not going to interrupt my filming process and I don't have to do this in bits because it looks better when I don't have to do it in bits. But you could probably guess based on the intro that you've just seen what type of subject matter we're going to address today because it's starting to feel a bit more like an election season, isn't it? We're starting to get some of the, the usual rigmarole, the usual rhetoric, the usual propaganda because this thing that I'm just uh, started off addressing, the Democrats coming out and using their, their usual accusations to try to make the Republicans look bad. This is a another form of the lesser of two evils thing because they're just going to do everything they can to paint Republican candidates as being the wicked evil. They're so inconsiderate. They just want people to get sick and die. You know, there's, these are so grand accusations, things like dirty air and dirty water, and they come right out and say these things. And then uh, specifically what I want to talk about today, this idea that we're going to completely eliminate anything from the safety net. The social safety net's going to just go goodbye, and we're going to just get rid of Social Security, we're going to get rid of Medicare, we're going to get rid of Medicaid, and then, of course, even if we did do that, I um, just to preface this, okay, even if we did do that, I think it's pretty... Assumptive, presumptuous, and uh, I don't know if there's if just hubris is in there, but it's a it's a very big pill to swallow. This idea that just because we get rid of these programs, that everybody's going to be helpless. Uh, granted, I totally agree. We've definitely got people who rely on these things, but the idea that there couldn't be a replacement, well. That's a completely separate argument, but that's definitely one they're relying on that premise that you can't replace these things. These things are so essential. There's a term we're used to right now this year. Goodness gracious, essential. But here's the thing. We've heard all of these arguments over and over. They, these are pretty much unending accusations coming from the leftists and the Democrats trying to paint Republicans as being these evil, wicked people just want everyone to get sick and die because I guess that's the kind of ruler they want to be people who rule over a sick and dying population until there isn't one to rule over. Yeah, because that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, we just can't imagine
imagine the possibility, and this is true in so many arguments, that the other side just has different reasoning, that they have uh, different logic or, or different interpretation of the information, that it can't just be perspective, but they have to be absolutely 100% wicked, evil, vile people, and that's why they are suggesting the things that they do. So the reason that they're bringing this up again now is because of what President Trump has done recently, signing some executive orders. And uh, some of the headlines are pretty astounding. Uh, I mean, they just, they just come right out and say it. Here, let me, let me share some of these with you. Trump using COVID-19 as a cover to gut Social Security and Medicare. And uh, of course, that's, they're going to bring in a bunch of critics for that. All right. So Trump cut payroll, tax funding, Social Security, and Medicare. This is his, he's promising this if he's, if he's reelected. Some of the things that they say on these things are pretty, pretty crazy though. Here's another one. Uh, Trump signs worthless coronavirus executive orders while Americans choose stupidity over common sense. I mean, is that really what's actually happening here? I don't, I don't know if doesn't make a whole lot of sense to, to look at this and say, well, I already pretty much just made the argument, I think, why they do this. Okay, so you just have to buy into the premise that there is no other possible solution first, but then to take whatever it is that he's doing, I'll get into this in a minute, the idea that he's signing these executive orders, and that is the intention of what these executives are going, or, or, these are the unescapable consequences of these executive orders that he's signing. So what do they think are some of these un escapable consequences. All right, so uh, first of pointing out uh, the executive orders that he signed. Well, there's more than one. First of all, there's the reduction in the unemployment benefits, which if you remember, we had the CARES Act. CARES Act was putting out $600 a week for people who were unemployed. And I'm sure there was uh, no taking advantage of that, you know, because if you are living in a state where you already get paid a specific percentage of your unemployment, and then we're going to throw another $600 on top of that, which I pointed out in a previous video, that's 15 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week. So you're going to get the 600 for a full 40 hour week at 15 bucks plus whatever your state does, because they're, they're both and is what you get. So it's not a replacement of the state. The state unemployment benefits are funded by the state. They collect these specifically from the employers. It's basically an employer-funded charity for people who find themselves without a job. But in this case, we're not doing it that way. There was no money that was previously collected from the employers. We just said, okay, federal money, 600 bucks a week for everybody, plus, plus the employer-funded charity that, at the state level. So people, I'm sure there was no one taking advantage of that. Nobody just felt like, yeah, I'm just going to keep working for whatever I usually get when I could totally make more off of this. Let's just assume nobody did that, even though I'm sure somebody did. But in this case... He's assigned a new executive order, and we're going to continue because if you heard, they haven't worked out a new stimulus deal, and personally, I hope that they never do. But uh, Trump signed an executive order saying, well, we're going to continue to give uh, these enhanced benefits, but now it's going to be 400 bucks a week instead of 600 bucks a week. Now, basically, that's the same as getting 10 bucks an hour for 40 hours for the week. Plus, again, they're still going to get the state-funded portion. So uh, these people, uh, anybody complaining that we're just ruining things for everybody, I don't think they're being honest. It's very disingenuous to say that this right here is just somehow or another going to force people into really bad situations. Uh, no, not really. They're still getting more than they would get if they were on a regular unemployment employer-funded charity at the state level. They're still going to get that plus 400 bucks. It's great 
uh, compassionate, we'll say, way to help people to continue to make whatever compensations, whatever they have to do in order to make it through this uh, <coughs> pandemic that we supposedly have right now. So that's the first thing that he did. Now, now this other one is the idea that we're going to defer taxes. Now, CARES Act actually already did some deferral of taxes. CARES Act made it so that we were supposedly going to make it possible for employers to stay open longer, keep more people on their payroll. We were trying to make it easier for businesses to survive this <coughs> pandemic that we're supposedly having. So we put it in the CARES Act, said you can defer the taxes. Well, now what Trump is doing is he's also deferring it for the employees, not just the employers. Well, okay, so that's a, that's a very nice thing, but he's done it pretty much straight across the board. So anything that the employers are responsible for collecting well, now those things can be deferred. Now, if you're somebody like me and you know that you're actually definitely going to be paying taxes, I don't think that I like the idea that we're just going to put that bill later. Procrastination doesn't usually help, especially in the area of finances. But that's kind of what's going on here. Now, they're freaking out, though, because we're not going to be collecting the Social Security. We're not going to be collecting the Medicare, and which is interesting because, in a way, freaking out over about this is an admission that these things are in that big of trouble. And actually it's an admission of two things, but I'm gonna start with that one, all right? The fact that Social Security and Medicare, both of them are, as much as people don't like to talk about it, the idea that, hey, we're just spending too much money. These things cost, too, they're too big an expense for us as a nation. So the idea then that we're not going to collect just puts both of these in peril. Yeah, that's actually true, but it's also an admission that these things are blown over budget, they're out of proportion, and maybe as a side note, maybe it's really not a good idea for government to be involved in things like healthcare, even in the smaller way that, quote unquote, smaller way that it is right now with Medicare and Medicaid. But they're also concerned going big picture because Trump's, he's being a politician, right? He's trying to get reelected, so he's talking about, hey, well, maybe we'll just waive these things all together. If I get reelected, I'll just get rid of it. Now, now they're really concerned. Well, what could possibly happen with that then? A unilateral cut Social Security underemployment benefits in the middle of a pandemic. <coughs> a pandemic, they say. Um, I just, if you're wondering why I'm doing that, it's because we haven't reached in a long time the numbers. Even we're still inflating the deaths and we're still inflating the hospitalizations. And I've talked about those in previous videos, not going to do it now, but we're still doing everything we can to hype up the numbers and make them as high as they can be, but they don't meet the threshold of an epidemic. No epidemic, no pandemic. It's all a bunch of lies. You're being scammed. So that's why I do, I'm doing that. But now they're trying to make it sound like, oh, he's taking advantage of this dire situation to create these big problems. And now he's going to endanger these things. And if he's promising to terminate the payroll tax when is reelected, which is, you know, he's talking about the possibility of extending them. Here's what you got to know, though. If we just be really honest, if hopefully we know how the government actually works, the president doesn't get to go up there and decide which taxes are going to be continuing or which are going to be new taxes and which are going to be old taxes and when we're going to get rid of the taxes, which it would be interesting if we actually did, because I can't remember the last time we got rid of a tax. Usually taxes get thrown on and they're here to stay. And if something goes wrong with one of them, well, we've got to find a way to replace the income that we get from it. We've never actually take things down, which is why it's just another one of the lies that they're always pushing on the left of the Democrats accusing the Republicans. Oh, they're cutting all of these budgets. This is the reason we have to stop them because they don't care. Look at all the cuts. They're gouging. They're just cutting and slashing 
and causing all these problems with the budgets. Again, it's a lie because if you don't know, and maybe you do, the idea that all of the budgets in government, they have a built-in growth. They automatically get bigger. So well, sometimes what we do is we negotiate and say, well, instead of it getting the maximum growth, we'll say we want the lesser growth. It's actually an increase in budget, but it's not as big an increase as maybe the automatic version was going to be. So we've negotiated for a lesser increase, and then they come out and they say, oh, look at all these cuts. Now, to be fair, because I like to be fair when I can be, the Republicans are just as guilty because they will do the exact same thing. This is when they get to borrow the verbiage and the nomenclature of the left and go, look at this, how much good I'm doing for you. I'm getting on top of those spender crazy people over here and we're reining in their out of control budget and we've got cuts. Yay! No lies. Still going up. If it's an increase, I don't think that's how we define a cut, right? Uh, you keep using this word. I don't think it means what you think it means. But they do, that's what they say, and that's one of the lies, and this is probably uh, one of the things that we'll have to hear again if President Trump is reelected and he does rally his Republican uh, cohorts, shall we say, to work on these tax cuts, which I imagine it's not going to happen, honestly. I just can't see it personally. Dave's prediction for you, mark it down and criticize me later if you want to. But I imagine if anything happens, it's just going to be a reduction in growth like it always is. It'll not actually be a legitimate cut. So. That's what they're freaking out about, but they think it's a losing strategy for him. I don't know, because a lot of people are probably concerned right now about what kind of money they're going to get. Now, here's an honest, legitimate uh, criticism of this thing when they talk about what kind of help it's going to provide, saying these deferred taxes. Uh, they're not actually going to help everyone because not everyone's working right now. And that's probably one of the most important points that they're making. Uh, not that these people, everybody needs help from deferred taxes because if you're on the unemployment, you're already getting extra money from the government. So you're getting that part. But again, it's pointing out uh, another slip, perhaps possibly this idea that, hey, we actually do need people to work, right? And uh, then of course, we're gonna take some of their income and also pointing out, hey, it's actually a benefit when we take less of the income that people work. Now, I did say there were two points. So here's the other idea. We're actually kind of sort of challenging right now the idea of the, the fake economics that the Marxists use, the fake economics that the democratic socialists use, this idea that we can just take money from the government and throw it in the market and that somehow improves the economy. Because if you can, then why does it matter that he's cutting the taxes? Why does it have any effect on any one of us? Why do we need to just keep collecting? Why can't we just abolish all these together and you guys can just keep printing money and fund whatever budgets you want to fund for whatever programs you want to fund? Gosh, you can just go ahead and double Social Security if you felt like it, if that was okay. But we know that it's not. And that is why they're coming after him and saying, oh my goodness, they're going to endanger these programs that are actually already over budget. So that's an admission. And now this idea uh, but that we're using COVID as cover. Uh, the Again, we have to believe that this quote-unquote <coughs> epidemic <coughs> pandemic is actually what they're saying that it is. And we've got this one guy, uh, I referenced the headline already, Trump signs worthless coronavirus executive orders while Americans choose stupidity over common sense. Now, in order for that to make any sense, uh, of course, we have to assume that there are a lot of Americans out there who are actually buying into the 
conservative criticisms of what's happening in response to coronavirus. It's not like Trump has been a strong voice trying to debunk it. So he's obviously referencing other people when he says that they're stupid and uh, that the world is watching, world is taking notice. Uh, again, I've referenced this before, much of the world has moved on. Yes, there are some places that keep doing masks and lockdowns and they've kind of found themselves in a bit of a cycle there because they haven't figured out that they don't actually work. But uh, for most places that we kind of share some common society, like it kind of looks a bit the same, most of those places have moved on. There is a plethora of information out there to prove that schools are safe, that there are not students transmitting to each other, that they're not transmitting to adults, and that the safe, the idea that we could do it, should do it, is very high, that the consequences of not doing it are actually very high, but this guy doesn't want to acknowledge any of those things. Instead, he'd rather point out all of the ways in which people are being, in his opinion, unwise. Maybe. I'll, Possibly he's bought into the whole COVID thing. Maybe he believes it. I was kind of trying to mention this earlier, the idea that somebody might have a different perspective. So I don't want to just make it sound like, hey, this guy's an idiot just because he called everybody else an idiot. But he obviously buys into the whole COVID thing. And he references the 162,000 uh, COVID deaths, which we know everyone has admitted. The CDC, Burks, Fauci, everyone's come out and said, actually, they're not all COVID deaths. We're just counting everybody who dies, who has COVID. We're counting those numbers. So that's what that number is. But he's not differentiating in that. And this idea that we've got 5 million confirmed cases, which actually still isn't even close to H1N1. It's not even close to the predictions. And let's point out, once again, the higher the case number gets uh, compared to the death number, the less dangerous we get to see that this thing actually is. So it's really not a problem that that number keeps climbing as long as the hospitalizations stay down and the deaths stay down. But he's not looking at that. All right, so then pointing out, oh, well, what are people doing? They're gathering. People are going to school. They're not requiring the kids to wear masks. Oh my goodness. It's the world is falling apart. And then pointing out also, hey, we've got some other people doing some other uh, gatherings. He's talking about what's happening in Chicago. He talks about what's happening in Dakota. Oh, that was a good one. South Dakota, the idea that the bikers are gathering there for a weekend. And he says that they are doing something more irresponsible than riding without a helmet. Well, again, you have to just ignore some facts of life for that to be true, okay? So if you look this up and you can Google it yourself, it's totally true. A lifetime of riding the motorcycle, uh, it's like 40 years, then your death of dying in a uh, motorcycle accident is 2.2%, which is significantly higher than the average person today dying of COVID-19 with a 0 0.002 or the even younger folks, 0, 0, 0, 0, 4. So pointing this out, uh, again, it's, you just have to buy into so many things that actually aren't true, things that are observably true, but they're actually not interested in that. And so this guy's saying, hey, these are the problems we should be focusing on. Uh, we shouldn't be doing what Trump's doing. This is his attack at Trump saying, oh, he's got his priorities all out of whack. Well, obviously, uh, I agree, but not for the same reason that he does, because I've pointed it out in previous videos what Trump needs to be doing right now. Trump is Mr. Jobs. That was his reputation. He was famous for this until Coronaville happened. So as long as Trump is focusing on things that he could do to quote unquote uh, mitigate, alleviate, help us through COVID, as long as he's doing that rather than saying, hey, we have won, the curve is flattened, the spread has slowed, look at the high numbers of people surviving 
happening. Look at the low numbers of people dying. I mean, he could do what a lot of people are doing online right now and pointing out what ways in which we can see from empirical evidence what the real answers should be instead of getting up there and just agreeing with so many of the narratives. Oh my goodness, we gotta wear a patriotic mask. Never mind whether or not they actually work. And again, if you want to, you can, but I'm just personally not sold on it because there's too much evidence before this year and even in this year that says that it's not. But he's not doing any of that stuff. President Trump's priorities do seem to be uh, trying to win the wrong people. Most of the people in this country probably understand they actually need money long term. Most people in this country actually probably understand that the idea of printing money isn't a long-term solution. Most of these people probably understand that we need the schools to reopen, we need the economy to reopen, we need to get America back on track so that it looks like the America that it was before we shut down. And as long as he is doing everything but that, if that's not his message, if his message isn't, look at the recovery, it's time to go, let's win again, let's make America great again, because it's definitely not looking too great right now. As long as he is that guy, buying into their narratives, capitulating to their accusations, he is not winning. His priorities are not in the right place. And this is my advice for him. Now, what about you guys? Hey, uh, what should we do, especially those of us, you know, conservative folk who are right-minded, who also care about how this affects us biblical worldview stuff, and I've mentioned before, it's very important for us to be honest, to tell the truth, to expose the lies, and to, to not let people get away with those things. Be careful that we're not bearing false witness, so make sure you actually know that what you say is true before you echo something. That's probably a good idea. But then also, hey, we need to re recognize we have some choices to make, and was, we are going to be held responsible for the choices that we make as well, and uh, I think it's really important for not, us not to give anybody a pass this time. That's just my personal advice to everyone. Let's not give anyone a pass. Let's actually hold people to account. Again, the people rule. I'm just uh, referencing all sorts of videos today, so you can just go back and find them all again and do yourself a favor and do your friends a favor and share them. And I hope uh, that you will come back and, and do that again with some other videos. If you finish this one, I do want to thank you. I appreciate you watching and I appreciate those of you who have shared and I hope that you will continue to do that. And then I will see you back here again, again at Right All Week. This is Dave and this is where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters.